0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Goofy's the Best Music Podcast you've ever listened to. Ever. This week, we're doing something a little different. We're finally back, I think, in full force, which is exciting. And we have a very special guest joining us full time. Isn't that right? Tommy Delore.
1: That is right. I had to come back to the second best podcast of all time.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Right right, right behind Conspiracy Club. But like you said, the best music podcast. I had to come back, you know, the prodigal son returns. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> do you as everyone else want to introduce themselves real fast for the people in the back?
2: Hey, it's Hannah. I've always been here and I'm still here. Hello.
3: Hi. Uh I'm Emir. I love doing this this podcast. It's my favorite one. I do. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Based and I'm great. Well, it's the only one you do, I
1: think.
3: Well, it is.
0: Just for reference, for those that don't know, Tom and Amir also host a conspiracy podcast called Conspiracy Club.
3: For sure now, until I get dropped off of it.
0: Until Tom decides to take yeah. full force and move everyone out.
3: Oh, no, but no, <laughs> I'm I'm leaving that kind of soon. Ah. We don't want to announce it yet, but it's coming soon.
0: Anyways, today we are. We're back in full force with the four the four horsemen, I mean groupies, of uh, of the groupies. And uh, we're, we're talking about Lil Zax today, and I'm really excited about it. I've been prepping this all week. I've been listening to some podcasts. I've been watching some videos. I feel like I'm caught up all on the history of uh, of this man that we know and love who rides uh, horses down old town roads. Are you guys ready?
3: Yeah. Heck yeah. Hell yeah.
0: This episode is going to be called Lil Nas in and His Old Town Tenure. Because he currently, I think, has not broken, but is about to break the number one Hot 100 Billboard record. Right? Is I think
3: he's tied, or he's one be- he's one week behind catching Despacito. And uh, and that and then <laughs> Mariah Carey one. and Boys can yeah, too. Song. And then after that week, which it's he should be able to break it. The Beyonce album has me a little nervous, but he should be able to break it.
1: He's he does have the uh, longest running number one hip hop single though.
3: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Any Drake song, not in the running. Any any Kanye song? Okay. Chris Brown, nah, nothing. Yeah, no. Well, no. I think they
1: talked about song. like the next highest one was uh, "See You Again." I guess counted as hip hop. <laughs> I think.
0: It, yeah. Well, technically, okay. it
3: does. It does. It does.
0: Anyways, uh, I figured it'd be best if we dug into who this man is because he basically came out of nowhere. This is, like, all from 2019. I don't think he was on anyone's radar, including Amir, the most into hip-hop person I know, right?
3: I didn't even know who he was.
0: Um, So I figured it'd be best if we dug into, like, where he came from like how he got into music and his story is very interesting so i'll start from the top uh and these stories slash words are coming from a number of articles that i found um i'll link them on our twitter or something but uh shouts out to to rolling stone who does some really good music investigative work anyways uh, i'll start from the top so montero lamar hill was born in lithia springs georgia which is a small city outside of Atlanta on April 9th, 1999. He's 20 years old, so that makes him younger, I think, than all of us on this podcast, which is really weird because usually everyone we're talking about is significantly or mostly older.
1: Well, if you want to hear something even crazier, so Old Town Road, number one single. That means the guy that has the number one single right now is younger than us. And then also Billie Eilish has the number two single, which Ah. means that they're both younger than us the littles, man. They're all out here. They're- I never thought the day would come when the pop stars would be
3: younger than I am.
0: Yeah. What a time to be alive.
3: Well, the other ones got washed, so it just happened.
0: So, Lonax was born in Atlanta in 1999. He lived with his parents until he was about 6. After they split, he moved with his mom and grandma to Bankhead Courts, which is a notoriously tough housing project on the west side of Atlanta. Uh, He was close to drugs and gang violence. He said he never saw anyone close to him killed, but he knew plenty of people who did. Uh, When he was about nine, him and his brother went to live with their dad, who had remarried and moved to a small, quiet suburb in a different county called Austell. and he, he quoted saying, I remember not wanting to go. I didn't want to leave what I was used to, but it was better for me. There's so much shit going on in Atlanta. If I would have stayed there, I would have fallen in with the wrong crowd. As, as he started iSchool, his social life migrated almost entirely online. Uh, quote, that's when I kind of stopped any outside of class activities. I was just on the internet all the fucking time. I started to isolate myself. I don't know why. I guess I was finding out who I am. He got deep into Twitter, making friends, and posting memes and jokes across several different accounts. He says he always knew he wanted to do something creative, but he wasn't sure what. The idea of all the tweeting was to build a following so he'd have a platform to promote himself someday. At first, he tried his hand at comedy, posting goofy videos to Facebook and Vine, Ripvine. Then one day, he decided to give music a shot. It was the summer of 2018, and he just finished his freshman year at the University of West Georgia, where he was studying computer science and briefly considered becoming a cardiovascular surgeon. Quote, I planned on using the entire summer to study, he says, but I got bored one day and made this song. Do you know what that song would come to be?
2: Oh, I think I have a good idea.
0: Old Town Road came after a period of feeling like I was out of options. He said, I was living with my sister. She was pretty much fed up with me being there. That's where the chorus lyric came from. It was me saying, I don't want to leave everything behind. But during the month of him making it, it gave him a different meaning so that the old town road would be the symbol for success. The horse would be not having too much but having what you have in order to get to where you're trying to go. The can't nobody tell me nothing part is referring to my parents wanting me to go back to school, not thinking it's likely for me to make it. Uh, he'd grown up listening to hip hop so Drake, Kendrick, Kid Cudi and he always enjoyed writing he said but music was never something I saw myself doing when he made a song called Shame and posted it to SoundCloud people were like actually fucking with it he says I'm not like what's the word when you believe in a lot of magic superstitious I'm not too superstitious but as I was listening to the beat melodies and flows were coming to my head I didn't even have to think it just felt like a force or something and this is in reference to Old Town Road it's just this magical magical beat that was on his mind
3: i hate when people do that when they get too deep when they get like a fake deep i'm like that is that is all (laughs) fabricated i wrote this song because like my mom didn't believe in me you were in college to be a a surgeon your mom didn't give a fuck if you did music that that, that's fine Anyways, a few story?
0: days, a few days before the fall semester started, Nas told his dad and stepmom he was taking time off from school to make music. In reality, he'd already dropped out. "Quote: Although I just found out a couple of days ago, I'm still enrolled, so I guess I didn't drop out the correct way." Uh, I don't remember the time of this article, but I'm pretty sure it was like in April or May. So he's probably still enrolled in college by accident. Uh, He crashed (laughs) at his sister's house and lived off the money he'd saved working as a cashier at Zaxby's, which is a Georgia chicken joint, and as an attendant at Six Flags, where he supervised kids' rides like Yosemite Sam's wacky wagons. He didn't have a car or even a driver's license. "Quote: There was no point in a license, he says, because when am I going to have a car? I don't know why that's a thing. But uh, One night around Halloween, he was looking at beats on YouTube, He found one by a 19-year-old in the Netherlands called Young Keo. Something about the track, built around an uncleared banjo sample from a Nine Inch Nails song, spoke to him. Quote, I was picturing like a loner cowboy runaway, he says, basically what I was going through, but in another lens. Nas paid $30 to lease the beat, then spent all of November writing and rewriting his lyrics. He wasn't too familiar with cowboy culture. While he'd worn wranglers growing up, he had to joke. He had to Google other Western lingo. He chose the title "Old Town Road" because it sounded like a real country place. I was surprised that it hadn't been used before. Any thoughts so far from the groupies crowd? I have to
1: say. Um Going off of what this EP will, will, that we'll talk about is about, and the lyrical content of Old Town Road, and then him talking about growing up actually in a rough spot, I'm surprised he doesn't talk about that more. I feel like other rappers would be talking about having a rough, a rougher upbringing, but a lot of his stuff stays pretty light and fun and goofy.
0: Yeah, when I was digging around, uh, he did talk a good amount in these interviews about <clears throat> his. History and childhood, like being in a rough part of Atlanta, and I'm also kind of surprised that like majority of his songs aren't anywhere near clock to close to talking about that. I think I, it's-
2: mean, I think that that has to do with interpretation too, though, because like everyone sees Old Town Road as like the same thing, where it's super light and funny, and maybe it is, and maybe Amir's right and he's being fake deep. We don't know, but if he's not, and like old town road really was supposed to represent all those things about his life that you talked about then it is him talking about his rougher upbringing he's just doing it in like a different way because we didn't you wouldn't know that that song like was supposed to communicate all of those things unless you looked up that's like a metaphor. A metaphor. Yeah. That's two so, songs like, maybe I'm just like maybe the other songs are also like he, you know, they're like metaphors for him talking about things without, um, getting into detail. A lot of people, the like deal. A lot of artists deal with like their problems or their life stories, like that way. Like a lot of easygoing, funny. I create memes on the internet type of people would rather, like, express their sufferings through humor. And, like, he seems like he's that type of dude. Like, he tried to be a comedian on the internet for, like, a minute. So, like, maybe this is just him talking about the hard things in a light way. Because, like, a lot of people do that.
1: I'll say that I don't think he really does that on the EP. Uh, He talks about deeper issues, um, for sure, and struggles and stuff like that that he's had, but I don't think he really talks about his childhood as much, and he definitely really does not in his SoundCloud tracks, because his, Soundtra- his SoundCloud tracks have stuff, you know, there's like, he's got a track called Thanos, he's got a track called Sonic Shit, which literally just uses Sonic the Hedgehog uh, game clips, he's got uh, a song called Grab That, which is literally all about uh, grabbing ass, and oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. So it's it, a lot of his stuff is, and he's got some called Donald Trump too. But he's got a lot of good stuff. But it's not usually about that childhood, which is why before he even said that, I hadn't like looked into him in terms of his uh, his biography, I guess, a whole lot. And I would not have guessed that. I would have thought that he grew up as like a meme, a meme or kid on the internet, like the rest of us, and just had a good talent for
3: rapping. I just thought he was a former Nicki Minaj stand that. Left a click, you know? I went rogue. And that was it.
0: <laughs> went rogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I and it's a good point that you bring up virality because that's kind of the, the theme of this next section that I'm about to get into. So uh, from the beginning, his goal with the song was to engineer virality. Quote, it was the first song I genuinely formulated. He says, I was like, I gotta make it short. I gotta make it catchy. I gotta have quotable lines that people wanna use as captions, especially with the horses in the back line. I was like, this is something people are gonna say every day already. He was thinking about the memes. He posted a snippet on twitter in early december then posted the full song two weeks later he proposed he promoted it non-stop usually retweeting horse and cowboy memes from his friends and followers quote and it just kind of slowly slowly went up quote unquote he says people say i paid influencers but i didn't have money for a video how am i going to pay people within weeks he was getting hit up by managers a and r reps concert bookers still he held out i was like i know something's better come i know something's Jesus, better's coming," he says. By March, okay. Old Town Road was big enough on streaming that it popped up on the charts, and Nas couldn't hold out any longer. He flew to New York to sign his deal with Columbia, and a few weeks later, Billy Ray Cyrus recorded a verse for the remix, which helped it push to number one. But even that seemed rem- even that seemingly random pairing was something Nas willed into existence from the beginning. Two days after posting the initial snippet in December, he tweeted a follow-up plea, quote, Twitter, please help me get Billy Ray Cyrus on (laughs) there. He wasn't just strolling, unquote, I was like, who can I get that will create a moment? He says, Billy's a big country artist, generations of people know him, either from his music or from the show. Uh, That'd be Hannah Montana, of course. Sure enough, three months later, the universe complied. And now and I posted the music video for his latest iteration of Old Town Road, which is an animated Area 51 raid music video that includes Mason Ramsey, who is also a meme, and Young Thug, as well as featuring Billy Ray Cyrus as well. Um, and that's kind of where I left off in terms of Old Town Road. Uh, there's a couple of other things that are gonna get talked about in terms of like what the song did and why it caused controversy of course um but from a sheer virality and meminess standpoint the dude's a genius yeah. yeah and it doesn't even take a, a an, an insane amount of I think like ingenuity to do this like some rappers I think just figure this out immediately like I feel like Drake is a master at this. Oh, he's Uzi Cap- Vert has his own like little cult following that just will eat anything he puts out. Like yeah,
3: caption rap is important now.
0: Yeah, very important. If you can't put out something that these
3: young ladies or young men could put on Instagram captions, it ain't going nowhere. Unless
2: caption. Caption like, rap.
3: Yeah, unless you're like Kendrick Lamar or like Jay Cole or some shit, it has to be like. Like, you know how I many people put, like, I don't know, uh, I I should be downtown whipping on the way to you on a fucking caption, including myself, probably. <laughs> it's, it's, you need these captions. You know how I many people have said, I got the horses in the back on a caption, and it has nothing to do with horses? Like, you just need something that people are going to say over and over again. Yeah. And then someone's going to go, oh, shit, what is that about? And like I told Gray, all it takes is white women getting a hold of some shit and
0: it's, all, it's gone. Anyone else have any thoughts on this mega song?
1: Uh, not yet. I have, I have some thoughts in relation to some stuff you're going to talk about later and some of the other tracks, but nothing at the moment.
2: I don't know if this specific white woman has much influence or if many people are paying attention to caption rap that I put out. But if that is the case, then 21 Savage is about to blow the fuck up because I have a feeling my next four selfies are just going to be 21, 21 Savage. 21
3: Savage has been gone for a while now. He's been
2: blowing I'm up. saying that you said white women get something, then it's just gone. Like, it just keeps going. So I'm it just going to say go. 21 Savage better get ready for, like, a real increase in funds because I'm just going to keep fucking quoting. Because,
3: bank account went one, and all it is was him just (laughs) counting. And people fucking love that.
0: Do you remember that video of Tommy Lauren making a video to that song, and everyone was like, "You can't do that."
3: Yeah, (laughs) all you need is just a little good quote, and you're fine. I do want to
2: add something though. I'd never heard the term caption rap before, and you're right. I didn't. That is a big deal. Tom, I knew
0: it was a thing, but I, I mean, like. You just created a phrase, Amir. Like, that's it. That's done. Pack it up. Go home. I guess. Patent pending.
3: Yeah, it's on its way. What do you have to say, Tommy?
1: Well, I was going to say, so you mentioned that when white women get something, it, it goes. Um, and I think, like, that's definitely true, especially when you talked about um, Tatiana.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I think what helped this one especially is the fact that it's non-explicit, which means that so when white women get something, it goes it, off. But when the kids get, kids get it, it, that it, shit is song. gone, dude. When kids
3: get it? It's literally kids are the one thing stronger than white women. When kids get a song, it is out of this planet, out <laughs> of this.
2: Planet. I'm sorry. Can we please use that as like the direct quote to pull from this episode? Kids are the only thing stronger than white women. We need
0: to create like an official what? groupies official virality chart, and it's like hip hop heads. White women, kids. Literally, literally.
3: <laughs> it's so like, like they could make anything go.
0: Like you can put this on
3: Kids Bop without having them do a shitty dub over it. Like there They, is no
1: they did. They they changed. They changed Lean. I think that's what they changed, and yeah, I, they probably changed yeah. boobies as well. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes, they did. But this is song. It's just. It's so smart and it's so perfect. And there's like not even on the whole album, but that's like later on does he curse
0: on it yeah Uh, yeah
1: he's got two explicit tracks i believe
0: okay and i definitely that's a note i want to talk about when we get into the ep as a whole um and the funny thing about old town road is that like i think a lot of people thought this was going to be a um a one-hit wonder of sorts and i think so far like it's in that territory, but it's slowly getting crawled out, especially with like the rise of some of his other tracks on this uh, EP. I don't even um, think he's
3: one hit wonder anymore.
0: I don't think so either. Like, he's definitely getting out of that territory, and he, he was in there for a short period. Oh, of time. yeah, no. I, for the, I will say there's a few things that I
3: will say that Lil Nas X does. He is also really good at putting out snippets. Like, yeah, his snippets and he. And the difference between, like, I would say, like, an artist like Meek Mill who puts out a fucking fire snippet, you won't hear that snippet for, like, three months or fucking um, half a year. When Lil Nas puts out, like, a snippet, literally maybe, like, maybe a month or, like, a few weeks later, that song is out. And you're like, oh, shit. He's mastered that. He's mastered people, like, being hungry for, like, holy shit, that sounds amazing. I want to hear that. Then it will be like, all right, bam! It's out there, which is weird because it feels like Columbia's like letting them do. This is the first like. Usually, outside of maybe Atlantic labels, kind of get in there, but it feels like Columbia's like, oh, let this kid do what the fuck he wants. Like, we're gonna just sit over here and just collect the money.
2: Just because he's doing their job for them, like Grant talked about, he like taught himself how to market himself. He was always thinking about if something was catchy, if something could be a meme, and like he sells himself he makes a point to so they don't even need to help
0: him yeah and and part i think of why uh my next section here is like why did it blow up um so i guess we can just transition right into that so first of all uh obviously i think there's a multitude of reasons that like craft any song into getting into the hot 100 let alone like the sustained success of this song. I think, first of all, uh, the sheer fact that it had its fair share of controversy and caused a lot of uh, a lot men. of old music heads to be, you know, upset of sorts. Um, I think that was definitely a contributing factor. Uh, I want to read here Billboard's uh, copy that they sent out to one of these stories that I sourced. I can't remember which one, but they basically said this in regards to like why they removed it from the country charts uh and i guess i should give context to like if you don't know those not lil Nas x this song originally was on the uh hot country charts and the billboard i think they have their own like hot is that a hot 100 or hot 40 top 40 or something uh, like that
3: yeah it's like a top it's hot i think they have a hot 40 and it's just like the like billboard cha- uh songs that are all right, country songs that are hot right now. Yes. I think that was the one. And side note, it's not a country song. I know I said it was back in the day. It's not a country song.
0: Yes. So uh, it hit number one for a hot second on there before uh, the, the people overseeing it said, well, there you got too much dip on your chip. Yep. Let's take you back and take you off. Uh, so Billboard said this. Upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Lil Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. When determining genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is musical composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. Which I feel like could probably be a lot more specific and actually make people be like, oh, okay. But instead, they just are generically saying it ain't a country song, boys. Shut up.
3: Literally, that's all they would have to say.
2: Well, they literally said, like, musical composition and inclusion of what makes a country song country but what they needed to do was actually give specifics and be like it's because this musical composition doesn't include A, B, and C but instead they like teased you with that and then didn't explain themselves.
3: Also they use big words and a lot of people can't read nowadays. Oh
2: my god Amir.
0: Uh, In regards to this uh, there was a time interview that he did like just about his feelings on this and the person asked him, do you consider it a country song? And he said, the song is country trap. It's not one. It's not the other. It's both. It should be on both. And he was asked, do you think your removal from the country chart had racial undertones? And he said, I believe whenever you're trying something new, it's always going to be getting some kind of bad reception. For example, when rap started or when rock and roll began. But with country trap, I in no way want to take credit for that. I believe Young Thug would be one of the biggest pioneers of that. He was. So kind of dodge that question, but uh, definitely I think this controversy brought a lot of limelight and attention to this song to propel it to what would be you know, the chart-topping success that it is right now, currently.
3: Yeah, it wasn't also like, it wasn't as much a race thing either. I don't think it was. Yeah, okay. For me, the example was when Beyonce had, she literally put a country song on her album and she performed at the Country Music Awards and they were pissed off. And they would see that was a racial thing. It,
0: this it is fun. an entire topic that we could talk about on a different episode. just the sh- the weirdness of the country music industry. It's unlike any, I think any other industry. I think we've already kind of talked about it in previous episodes, but getting really in depth. Uh, it definitely has like its idea of picking what is country and what isn't. And I think it's uh, ironic that this year like the person that sweeped the the award shows and like won everything for country was Casey Musgraves a really non-traditional country artist anyways country's going through its own phase right now of change um yeah. yee indeed uh and it brings me to the in front of you you said yee juice because uh or no I guess you didn't say yee juice you said yee but uh if you guys have ever heard of tiktok before tiktok was uh I would say what contributed the most to making this a popular thing. Um, are you guys familiar with the TikTok meme regarding Ulton Road?
3: Isn't it using GTA footage? Or no. That, that, that? Okay. I just know.
0: Do it. you guys not know? Does anyone know?
1: I don't know. I just know that it went on TikTok.
3: I
2: actively make a point every day of my life to avoid anything to do with TikTok. So, no, I don't know. You don't use
0: Two things. It First of all, TikTok is a great platform. I thought I would hate it, and I wind, I look at it every day. Well, goodbye. Off the podcast. Yeah. It's for the second kids. of all. Let me explain to you what happened on TikTok. So, and this was actively happening as I was like just using TikTok regularly. So, I like, I'm not doing this like historical analysis. Like, I was doing it at the time, t- or like watching these videos at the time too. But essentially, uh, this user, uh, nice Michael, he goes by. Um, he's like a dancer slash like yeah one of those guys on tiktok that like dances to hip-hop tracks and stuff uh and it's i mean that's a whole big industry on its own on like instagram and stuff but regardless he uh he swiped up old town road and you know at the beginning of old town road it's just like this country banjo lick uh before the trap beats kick in so these videos start off with uh a person just like chilling to this like intro to Old Town Road they drink a cup of water that's marked as something else they flip up this sticky note or whatever they put on there that actually says the water is in fact yeehaw juice and then they subsequently turn into a cowboy or in some way affiliated country outfit as they dance to Old Town Road. Oh. That's, that's the meme. That's it.
3: Okay. So
0: basically they turn country like With the country trap song, it's not that complicated, but it took off. Um, He was asked about this, like, how did you feel once it took on a life of its own on TikTok? And he said, I promoted the song as a meme for months until it caught on to TikTok and it became way bigger. I was pretty familiar with TikTok. I always thought its videos would be ironically hilarious. When I became a trending topic on there, it was a crazy moment for me. A lot of people will try to downplay it, but I saw it as something bigger. And he was asked, like, does he want to get paid for all of the streams uh, that happen on TikTok? Because it is like its own exclusive platform. And he said, I should maybe be paying TikTok. They really boosted the song. It was getting to the point that it was almost stagnant. When TikTok hit it, almost every day since that, the streams have been up. I credit them a lot. So two observations immediately. It's a weird problem in itself that TikTok, these streams that happen there don't really count towards anything. And second of all, a lot of songs, I think, can go through this TikTok machine and become legitimately popular based on this old town run method. I think it's a repeatable thing. What do you guys think of this?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy that it worked and it went that way because uh, you shouldn't have TikTok. To me, it kind of feels like a... You should you shouldn't have to pay for that, or you shouldn't get like streams from that. You can't like. That's not really a, I think a source, right? Or because you're not playing the whole song, you're kind of just playing like a little snippet. snippet.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a 2019 thing. I, I, this is all like brand new stuff, and I think people are realizing that this could actually work. And I've already seen like a couple of other songs that are kind of low key that uh, pop up on like Spotify's viral. Charts. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but it's basically like songs that went from I think basically nothing to like a ton of streams at once. It's not quite the same as like their top charts, where it's like slow and growth streams from bigger artists usually. Um, What's that?
3: Like bad guy.
0: Yeah. Like right now, I I'd imagine that it's like some. It's usually like the place where these uh, like viral songs live at first, like. I guess I'm try. I can't. Really, I'm blank, blanking on names right now. But I think you get the idea.
3: Like I said, bad guy Billy Eyelash, like that little fucking.
1: I don't think that's conscious viral. That didn't start on the internet.
3: It didn't. I thought it did. Like uh, an example
0: of the one that's up there right now. Have you heard that song? Jesus is the one. I got depression, with Zach Fox oh, and Kenny oh, yeah. Beats.
3: No, I haven't heard it, but I, I definitely know about it.
0: It's really, really stupid. It's also on TikTok and going off on there. Um and there's like a Lizzo song the one where she goes like I'm 100% that bitch. Yeah, true. Oh earth, my god. Earth, very viral She's like been moment ever. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's I, these these are like really big factors in why the song blew up itself which leads to the eventual release of the seven ep and i honestly didn't find a ton of information like specifically about this ep because i don't think there's much to really dig into but there are seven or sorry eight songs technically on this ep in in total two of them are old town road one of them is billy ray cyrus's version the The other one one is yes the one that counts the other one is the regular with only him um it features six other songs, and it's in total, including the old town roads, eighteen minutes and forty-eight seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I listened to this EP quite a few times. I think it was underwhelming at first, and then it grew on me. Not for and me, I dude. Kind of oh, want but... to hear your guys' just initial thoughts. This is kind of going to be the free-flowing discussion part, I think.
3: Uh, so, for me, when I first heard, okay, I went into this EP with like no. Like, expectation at all. I thought it was gonna be garbage. Like, I was like, there's no way this kid has talent. It was like one time go. And then, like, I'm gonna be honest, I skipped Old Tom Road the first time because I'm like, I've heard this like 50 million times. Right. But I'm like, I pray he has something because I wanna completely 100% support him. Like, I'm like, I'm full on. I'd buy a shirt right now. I'm stand mode. So Panini goes, I'm like, okay. That's a banger. He got something here. And like as it kept going like family, I was, when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like, holy shit. Kick it. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. And then like uh, Rodeo. I was like, how the fuck did he get a Cardi B like, feature? Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Bring Is Cardi on Columbia? No, she's on Atlantic. Oh, interesting. Okay. Is,
0: does Columbia... Do they are they owned by the same person? I uh, I think Columbia's under Sony, so if they're both under Sony, then probably.
3: I don't think so. I would have to look that up, but that would make sense if they're owned by the same company. Uh, then bring you down. I was like, holy shit! Like this kid has talent. Closure. When I got through all of it and not one of the songs, I was like, this is fucking terrible. I was like, wow, <laughs> holy shit! He has talent. He's a talented little fuck. All right. <laughs>
0: quote right there
3: yeah new little out there i'm pro it i
1: think something that helps is that since he blew up with old town road they could just start and he signed with columbia they could just start throwing producers at him or linking him up with like fantastic producers because if you look at the production uh, and who's producing these tracks it's kind of insane because well first of all you got original one uh, you get Trent Reznor, technically gets production, uh, producer credit because he made the Nine Inch Nails beat. It's
0: but the then, first like, time he's ever to... been, like, I think credited with like a, anything on Billboard, like Hot 100 whatsoever, which I mean makes sense, but I thought that was kind of hilarious.
1: But then you go to um Panini, that's got uh, hey, dot DeGenius, genius who's known yep. for his production collabs with Kid Cudi. Um, as mm-hmm. what they have a group together too family has travis barker who's the drummer for blink 182 Mm -hmm. um bring you down has writing and producing credits being attributed to ryan tedder of one republic um and then closure has production from alan ritter who is notably produced for drake travis scott Nicki minaj kanye west uh and rihanna and that one also has boy wanda um producing it as well it's like fantastic production throughout this album that i was really surprised by
3: yeah I wasn't that surprised because I'm like, at that point, after those two went, they can, I was expecting, because he kind of has been doing mo- most of like the marketing work. I was expecting Columbia to just pick it up when it comes to production like, and just throw literally anyone at him. Because if you watch the Genius one on, on them making Panini, I'm pretty sure like uh, Day Trip was like, we just got a, a phone call and they were like, we got this little Nas X kid. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly it too. You want to like, work with him and they were like "Uh, sure fuck it and then then they they just did a studio session and And they they made this yeah and they were like we were already working we just had this beat and he just was like uh I don't know what I'm gonna write to this but all right." and then they were like he was talking about like kids shows or whatever and then they for some reason he brought up chowder and they are like we've never seen that he's like you don't know panini and they're like no and he's like fuck panini (laughs) and then he just ran
0: in and just like did the song dude i i didn't i i so i watched that genius video too uh it's really interesting i have a lot of thoughts about take a day trip and how they've been killing every single move they since mobamba yeah. but anyways uh i when they said when he was like panini is literally what they're talking about in the show and if you guys have ever watched that show Sh- chowder on oh, cartoon yeah. network back in the day uh was like the girl in the show that was obsessive about chowder and like he said something on genius because i looked at this and he said that uh she's a she's a representation of fans of who love you when you're small once you get the spotlight they aren't feeling you as much which i was like all right dude like chill on that but i was like what a what a reference like that's that's our generation right there or at least like our little people that watched shouter and like know this reference like it's dope yeah
3: I have two
1: questions for you guys yes what is the track do you think that they were trying to get to go off and then what track if it's different or even if it's the same do you think is the one if any that will go off after old town road
3: rodeo is the one they tried to make go off uh I think panini is gonna
0: go off
2: I was gonna say the exact same thing
0: yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I also that, think I also think uh, Rodeo will probably get some. I oh, think. it will. But that was the one that they fully went in there. Like, yeah, we have a Cardi B feature. This is gonna knock. Well, Rodeo does. Also the he, one, she has a good verse on that.
3: Yeah, well,
1: Rodeo is also I the think. one that brings back that country trap fusion from Old Town Road, and then yep. they slap Cardi B on it. And it was clearly the one that is most similar to Old Town Road, but. Panini is the one that went off, which I also think uh may have been kind of an intent to make it another big song because I don't know if you know about the controversy surrounding it and that Kurt Cobain has writing credit. Yes, for he does.
0: Yes, because of an interpolation. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty obvious too. Like I didn't. Well, no, I, it wasn't obvious to me because I am a decently big Nirvana fan and I did not hear this until I saw that Genius video really? and I was like. Oh, my God. That's totally like in bloom. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I, I did not recognize it previous, but it definitely is. Yeah. And deserves the credit. So I literally, I I believe
3: when they went into it, honestly, I think the first track he probably made was probably Rodeo, like that the label told him we you should do. I feel like all the other ones, they were like, hey, just go in the studio and do whatever the fuck you want. But they're like, we have Cardi B do this song and he was like all right (laughs) and it ended up being good but then they were like this one's gonna also there's a reason why it's like to me sequence scenes means a lot it's in the middle Mm -hmm. like it's in the middle of the album it's that one and it's just like it's the one that sounds like the most i want to say like it doesn't sound the most clean but it's like the one that sounds like the most like what would pop you know like one of the, you got a quote in there, like uh my favorite show is Snapped, like I, which is mine too, I like that show Cardi B but alright, Uh <laughs> you have just a bunch of shit going on in that song where I'm like, this is the one they really wanted, but then I knew like as soon as I heard Panini, I was like, oh that's gonna go.
0: See, that's the weird thing about like virality is like when you force it too much, like it might disrupt the whole thing, but if you like I don't know because he he definitely pushed it a lot with Old Town Road, but like it worked. But if you try it out with like Rodeo, it might not be the same. But it was
3: organic. Like he wasn't. He was organic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was like he was
3: just tweeting about Old Town Road and shit like that. It wasn't like you could feel Columbia saying, "Hey, do this," like you can on Rodeo. And like you can already tell, like they kind of they did the right thing in shifting, because some companies are like, "No, you're gonna like this song." but like they shifted towards Panini because he's already shooting a music video for Panini right now. Yeah. So it's like. I think
2: Panini is better anyway, in my personal opinion. So.
3: Oh yeah. it's Panini isn't my favorite, but it's up there.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was my next question is what is your guys' favorite track off the EP slash what do you think is the best track? Old Town Road. Okay, I feel like we should disclude Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah. Because- <laughs> uh, yeah, because
2: with Old Town Road there, it's kind of like, I don't know if I could even go anywhere
0: else. I think uh, Between Closure and Panini. I liked both of those tracks a lot. Oh, Hannah was going to guess mine, so...
2: Mm, I don't really know. So you say it, and I'll tell you whether or not I'm right or wrong.
3: Mine was... Uh... For me, I've tied for one kick it and closure. Oh, those oh, are the two. I, those are the two I like. They have there's nothing going on in closure. I mean, in kick it, and I know it, but that beat knocks. And then closure, it just goes. I don't know why. But those are my yeah, two that I'm
2: feeling. Heard. When I was gonna guess what yours was, Amir, I was gonna say closure.
3: Oh yeah, closure fucking goes. Those are the two. Class seven osier. Yeah, class yeah. seven osier. Yeah. What
2: panini you, and Panini enclosure. And then um rodeo's all right, but it's like a fourth or fifth place thing for me. I feel like the one that I go back to the most just because I think it's a bop is Panini.
0: I do as well. That's like the one consistent one where I've like just been putting it on because it's like, it's so singable, it's so catchy. It, oh, it
2: is like it's just it you you're like, oh, I kind of just like feel like bopping around to Panini right now.
3: Yeah. Oh, that opening part is stuck in my head, like that. Hey, Panini, don't you be a meanie. Like yeah, that's stuck like, in my head.
2: I'll think about that in my head, and then I'm like, oh, gotta put it on.
3: <laughs> but closure just knocks.
1: So I got a, maybe a hot take for you. Does it bring you um, down? Uh, well, no. I meant about something I'm gonna say. But oh. uh, so I think my favorite, and I think what is the best song. Uh, the best made song on the EP, including Old Town Road, I think is Kick It.
3: I fucking, okay. We're in, the, okay. All right. How did See, I didn't expect this to be in there. I, I didn't expect this to be in the same club.
1: Yeah. so i think sonically it is far and away the best song uh chicken is
3: so fucking good
1: it has the most diverse instrumentation on the entire thing he's got a different delivery uh for his lines than Mm -hmm. any of the other songs it's got that vocal distortion it uses horns it's got strings and then the bass line is just it's
3: amazing (laughs) (laughs) i fucking i watched someone someone uh he retweeted someone made uh Kick it, but like using like I guess the music that you can use in Fortnite. I watched that whole fucking video. <laughs> Kick it, it to me. That's why if I didn't break it, Kick is my favorite album. But I thought I was gonna get murdered. My favorite album, shit, favorite song. But I thought I was gonna <laughs> get murdered for it. But Kick is my favorite song, and then Closure. Kick it is. I don't know why. It's just. It's also like it's just a very fun track to me. Like, you know, uh, what is it? This is that cookie funnel cake. Like, come on, man. Who offers you weed (laughs) that is cookie funnel cake?
1: (laughs) I think that the one downside to kick it is that is that what you're just saying is that lyrically, it's not really saying a whole lot. It's really chill. It's really about getting weed from somebody that you used to know. And then him being like, yo, you blew up. Now, remember, we used to go to school together. And that's basically what it is. Well, okay.
3: It goes in like it goes in like a certain like, like a loop. Like it'll be it's like three parts. Part one is like you haven't blown up yet, but you guys are still cool and he's selling you weed or giving it to you for free. Part two is like, hey, my family likes you, dude. And like I sold you weed, so like we're cool. And then part three is like, fuck you, dude. You're not you're not gonna blow up. This is gonna be over for you. You're gonna be done. I have more talent than you with my pinky toe, bitch.
1: I'm better than. <laughs> and you. honestly, those are themes. Those are themes that are kind are the most consistent throughout
3: the album. Hmm. Except, but because, I just—it's no, so good. Go. No, it—it's so good. I love kick it.
1: And I was gonna say probably the next best made song is closure because mm-hmm. I think it is the strongest song on the EP lyrically, um, especially I given really its its that. double meaning. They're referring to both his desire to make music that he wants to and then to live his life openly due to his uh, sexuality
2: mm-hmm. yeah um you know I always pay a lot of attention to lyrics and that's one of the reasons that I've like fucked with closure as like my second favorite or whatever is because I do think that lyrically it says a lot more than a lot of the songs on the album so yeah
3: you say I want and I need to let go Use my time to be free. That's fucking dope. I shed a tear. <laughs> well, <listen to> that. <laughs> it is always what you want. You grabbed you know? a box of tissues what? and you went. Yeah, it is always what you like. You know yeah. why is it always what you like? I like stuff. That's what All I felt right. like. I got a, a, a
1: long take. I got a longer take about the EP as a whole, though. i um, talking about some my positive kind of feelings towards it. Um, I think it is um, a little bit like a Fast and Furious movie because I'm not sure that it's that good quality wise. There's definitely some (laughs) strong points, but it's pretty goddamn fun. Um, It's a bit messy and has inconsistent themes like I talked about, but I felt like they were playing it extremely safe so that he could diversify his catalog a little bit more. So there's some distance between him and Old Town Road. Like he's trying to go for those other hits, some safe stuff that he thinks will at least get some traction. So that way, he's not just the old town road guy. And I think that surprisingly, it works. uh, The EP as a whole and his artistry works really well within the different genres that he tries to um, present on here. And like I said, it's very well produced. And but it kind of relies on the hooks and the catchiness of songs rather than and and their production rather than any like deeper lyrical content.
3: I also. Um, i was gonna say to add on to that i feel like what he they also set out with this was he didn't want to just do one genre would it be like oh he's a rap artist now so he's like he won't get pigeonholed into like any genre at all like it won't be oh he's a country guy or he's a rock uh fucking musician like they gave him all these like different genres to really play with so then like No matter what song he puts out, his fans are going to be like, well, this isn't like, you know, this. It's because literally you can't say I'm anything because there is no genre that I'm in. You can't say, well, why didn't you fucking, why are you putting out a rap album, uh, fucking Miley Cyrus? When you sing, no, I, like I sing, I rap, I talk about country shit. I talk about, I sing every now and then I do like rock songs. Like I do everything. Yeah, it just kind nothing. of open him
1: up to go in any direction that he wants from mm-hmm. here on out and work within a lot of different stuff without feeling like he's obligated to work within one genre.
3: And also if you think about it perfectly the way he ends the album with Old Town Road it's like it's easy to put this on repeat like this whole album it's short and it's easy to just play over and over and over again without noticing it. and so like,
1: that's another something I want to talk about was that it's short like as an ep it's short but it's also because all the songs on here are incredibly short like i don't think any song touches two minutes and 45 seconds even some of them are even less than two minutes and i don't even think that that hurts any of the stuff actually which i feel like another artist tried to do it it would not go over as well i guess like tiara whack did those one minute songs in Mm -hmm. her last on on whack world but she's kind of a uh, an anomaly but i feel like his short stuff he has here kind of works really well it's kind of like here's some here's you know the best pop catchiness hooks all that stuff for two minutes it's really easy easily accessible and and anybody can just you know pick it up and be like all right i like that song and it was only two and a half minutes
3: and you don't have to like you don't have to if you don't want to you don't have to sit down and be like oh let me open up genius and look what the fuck he's saying like it's just like yeah you can sit back and have it literally it has family in the like damn album. It's it's just like Fast and the Furious. That is the theme of Fast and Fears is Dominic Toretto and family. And this is about yeah, family. I'm surprised they
1: didn't reference we, Coronas.
2: Oh we hell yeah. Said it before and it will continue to be relevant. People's attention spans continue oh, to get shorter and shorter.
3: It's so short. And now.
2: well, Tom is right. It's like marketable to get a song and if you can make the song short and be successful with it, like that's where it's at right now because people want really short, but really entertaining content. And that applies to music too. And like, I, I think that that will continue to be something that's like relevant just because of like people's lifestyles and younger people's lifestyles. That is where attention spans are at right now.
3: And plus like, just to bring up a story, if I can, before we listen to this hour, we were in the group chat and we were talking about this album. Hannah said, I am having a hard time listening to this. And when Tom was like, it's only like 20 minutes, she was like, oh shit. Well then, okay. Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, I do not want to listen to this. And then when you go, it's only 20 minutes, they'll be like, well, fuck. All right. So it's not like, yeah. no one. it's, it's not, not gonna a commitment. Like, yeah. It's not a commitment. It's like one of the, it's like a one night stand. Like there is no, it's quick, it's out of the way <laughs> It's fun you, like, like, Hey maybe if you liked I'll, it you'll come back Just like a one night stand If you like it you'll come back and give it another round Like it's easy
2: Like I'm willing to make that like Commitment with like the type of stuff That I like but I did not Assume that um, Lil Nas X Was gonna be an album that I enjoyed because I'm Not really one for like Viral music type of like hip-hop usually um my type of hip-hop is usually not like the instant gratification hip-hop it's the stuff where you do like look up the lyrics and um it is longer and tells a story and honestly that's just because of personal taste which is why i was like Mm -hmm. yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be hard for me because this is kind of the opposite of the type of hip-hop that i usually listen to but you're right. It was only 20 minutes. So I was like, okay, well, regardless of how much I like it, it's going to be over soon. So we're cool. And then mm-hmm. I ended up not even like, am I going to listen to it all the time? Like, you guys have been a little bit like, no, there are certain songs like one or two that I'll come back to when I feel like it. But I did end up enjoying it. At least a little bit more than I expected myself to and I got through it because of that time length. I gave it that chance. So like it does help attention spans are a thing
3: and plus like as like Tom got to see what I'm kind of listening to as of like right now, which is like very much crack open genius it felt really good to like not have to even think about the lyrics, even
0: though the shit is catchy enough where you like want to learn lyrics. I know I've been listening to that dreamville album, which is like, oh, oh Jesus. Like there's so much happening there. And to just go back and listen to this, I'm like, okay, this is like much more or less intensive and I can just like throw in this while I'm working or something like yeah.
3: elementary raps, baby.
0: Yeah. That's another thing too, is like, just how clean and shiny most of it is in terms of like it's really accessible to uh, to a lot of kids I feel like even though some of the themes might not be totally kid friendly like the majority of this album could very easily like get into a kid's library especially if there's like parental controls or some shit happening like that's something you gotta always think about with like kick it, could go like if you take out the n word, yeah.
3: Staying <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Panini, that's another thing. Like he didn't curse that much,
0: which is surprising. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of refreshing in a way because you don't often see that, at least in hip hop. I think right now, hey, like, Will Smith man was the last one to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of like nineties rap, like the uh, like the pop rap. Ah uh, yes, like Rick, like eat that type of st- yeah, yeah. Like that's clean as hell. But then you got in wa anyways yeah yeah i totally agree
1: yeah i was gonna say that is a a surprise to myself a praise that i had for it as well was that there are only two tracks that are explicit and they're really not that bad yeah Yeah, i think that's a testament um both to the caution they had in mind when creating it because old town roads popularity transcends age and so it's really cool that he's making music that doesn't like cut off what made him big in a way you know
3: which other one did he curse on?
1: Uh he, and rodeo was explicit and oh uh, yeah, Cardi. Particular. Cardi. Yeah.
3: Gunshot. Gunshot. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. I, I should have known.
0: I thought it would bring you know, Me down. Also, what I th- leave it to Barty.
1: Also, what I think is interesting is that this is as much as we're enjoying this, um, uh, and as people are enjoying Old Town Road that are probably gonna check this out and are you know making Panini go and rodeo go, this EP and this body of work sounds so different from the stuff that he was doing on soundcloud um it's was way... it
0: his, did you listen to like his last mixtape i think it's like Nazarati, right
1: yeah i did yeah
0: okay
1: he has well he, oh has, he has like he has like that counts as an album i guess kinda mm-hmm. um but he, he has it's really short and then he's got like a shorter ep that's like four tracks the um
2: the mirror is making he's like no it doesn't
1: it, it counts this is an album on genius is why, as why, uh, yeah, kind it kind of, Yeah. um, but like his other stuff is way less poppy. Um, there's not really a reliance on hooks as much. It's, uh, you know, at SoundCloud. So the production is uh, a little, Garbage. you know, I guess, grittier. Yeah. Um, but his stuff there, it does have a tonal. It holds the tone pretty well because his other stuff, um, is just as fun. It treats stuff just as light. He's going, he's leaning far more into the rap stuff. Um, than he is on this EP. Um, but it's like, that music sounds nothing like this. And I'd be curious to see if he's ever if he's ever going to um, return to that kind of stuff. Because like I said, understanding the caution and safeness probably in mind when they were creating this EP is likely the reason for its poppiness and for its um, length. My only real complaint was about lyrical depth and the fact that as a rapper, which is, I, I would consider him a rapper, He doesn't really go in on any of these tracks, whereas um, in his previous work on SoundCloud, he's really shown that he has ability to spit bars um, that are at times kind of long-winded, that are at times kind of long-winded in the best way. And I'm a little disappointed that we didn't even get... I wouldn't even say there's one track where he really goes for something like that.
3: Well, I got to go back and listen to his old music. But at the same time, if you look at... I'm just like, for example... Oh shit! I can't really say that because a lot of them can rap this year. I was gonna say for the double XL freshman list, a lot of those kids can't rap. But this is the first year where like a good half of them can rap. Bad year to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. the year before, you look at the year before, a lot of them couldn't rap. So I guess like he might have just felt like if you look at it, like lyrical shit isn't like the popular, popular. Well, I wouldn't say popular, but it because it is the popular sound because. The big three are mostly lyrical people, but it's like the young, the demographic he was a like aiming at is not gonna want to hear like lyrical miracle. I just stuffed a fish cat with a, you know, like they're not gonna hear all of that, or like Eminem shit. Like no one wants to hear that. So they kind of felt like he's probably the label probably is like, don't do that shit. That right there, don't do it. And that <laughs> lyrical shit, just just give us some good shit. That's all we want.
1: And it works, like I said. It's a safe release that keeps it really fun and light, which is, I think, exactly what they wanted for his first like official um, release. And and so that'll keep that'll, yeah, that'll sustain. I think it'll this EP will help sustain his popularity. Um, And then maybe he'll he'll be able to, you know, you know, cultivate a more solid base of listeners, so he'll be able to. Um, you know, you know, maybe go back to some of his rap roots, or even like we talked about earlier, expand to some different genres and try those out a little bit more as well.
0: And let's not forget. Oh, sorry, I just gotta say he's got like overall like accumulated between his Instagram and Twitter, like five to six million followers or something like that, like something Mm -hmm. stupid, which is incredible. Like that's such a powerful thing. I think
3: it also helps that he pissed a lot of people off with this album. And like it made other people wanna like for example, someone dropped recently, and everyone was like, Oh, they're gonna take the number one spot. No, nah, fuck you. And then everyone was like, No, I'm going to listen so he gets that spot. Dude, like,
1: he's fought off Taylor Swift twice. It was he Taylor, off, Swift. It he fought fought off Taylor Swift, Billie mm-hmm. and, it was Billy Eilish uh, and Justin Beaver. He's fought off Sean like. Mendez and Camila Caveo. He's fought mm-hmm. off Ed Sheeran. The Those funny thing the, is that. The one, that, the one that was the closest to, I think, probably toppling him was um, You Need to Calm Down, which is a song about uh, about fighting against homophobia, I guess. And then she couldn't beat the guy that is openly LGBT. I think that's kind of fitting. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was-
2: I would just like to pop in and say that the words that Tommy is using to describe this imagery-wise... And just making me picture Lil Nas X like like standing somewhere, kind of wide <laughs> stance, and literally just like beating all of, all of these people as they come at him. Literally, we yeah. like, yeah. like using words as like to, like topple and. Well, fight that's how off. it works
1: you in know? the music industry. They all get I'm, into a I'm, room I'm, and they I'm, fight each I'm, other. Whoever I'm, comes I'm, out, it's the number one.
2: I'm here in a cowboy hat, just fucking swinging at people and taking them down. Like that's what I'm seeing right We're now. We're bringing yeah, back no.
1: celebrity death match.
3: Oh, and I want that <laughs> No, what my whole thing was, I remember when Taylor Swift dropped, that was when everyone like from on my Twitter feed, everyone was officially like we are going to do whatever in our power is possible to make sure she does not beat him. And literally he's been attacked by several different he got attacked by Nicki Minaj fans and he beat them. And he still gets attacked by them weekly. He was able to survive a little Nas X's over party trending. I don't know if you remember that, but there was a period on Twitter. Oh yeah, where they tried to get him the fuck up out of here for old tweets, and he beat that. And I, I think him coming truly up, unstoppable. I think him and coming Niki up, yeah, kind of beat that. But
2: Niki fans don't go easy because they're Nicki fans. So yeah, that's like, I think.
3: And then Taylor Swift fans, they lost because like he just. Kept tackling, and I'm like, everyone was literally at point. There's points now that people are literally doing the. I've been seeing a lot of people say that they've been like having a whole playlist with just Old Town Road and they just play it, but they turn the volume down all the way. They just let it play. Like a guy said, he was like, I left my, uh," he was like, I hid my phone. No, he didn't say he hit his phone. I think he said like he hit his iPod or some shit. He was washed, but he hit his iPod. He was like, I haven't fought, like, I hit it, so, and I left it on Old Town Road so I can, like, get these streams up. And I, like, me personally, I listen to Old Town Road once a day. And I don't, like, I turn the volume down on it, but I listen to it once a day. Because I'm like, he's beating. He is going to beat Taylor Swift. I'm only nervous about Beyonce. And thank God okay, she made yeah, it out I have two th- this album.
1: I would say I have two things, then. Uh, you mentioned earlier that when you first listened to it, you skipped over Old Town Road. Uh, I did the same thing, and then now every time I listen to it, I always include that, that yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus. I skipped the last one, the original, yeah, no, but, usually, but I go back. The Billy Ray one, it has to stay in there. I don't know why. Yep. I'm like, you know what? I didn't play it at first, but now I gotta get, gotta help him out. The brand um, new
3: guitar! You know? Nothing like
1: that. And that second, the second thing I want to ask is, do you think that the hype is slowing for Old Town Road? Do you think, or how long do you think it can sustain that number one spot?
0: If he puts out another remix, man, like, keep on going i mean like dolly parton might be on it with megan the stallion like
3: one is what i want if if we can get that within this week he will get it i'm
2: here for the dolly i'm here for it bring it to me
3: you would be here for megan but you haven't listened to her yet but trust me you would be here for megan the stallion she's very much a cardi b who you can tell writes her stuff which no disrespect to cardi b Like, before and some points, like, you're not for sure who wrote what. You can tell she's writing on her own now, which is really good. But they are very, like, very, very great music. But I think he's going to get it. It, Once he ties, like, he got to tie Despacito. I'm so happy. The only person who I thought could beat him via God was Chance the Rapper. But Chance decided to drop on the (laughs) 26th So he would officially beat him that week i think i think he'll get it only so everyone can say we were part of a moment and i think it might it might have slowed down to us but that's because none of us have kids so kids might still yeah. be fucking heavy banging that shit mean they might
1: No, see see that, that's the thing i went over to my to my mom's house last week and i have really young siblings and i i was playing some music and my my sister who's five immediate first question she's like can you put on old town road Yes. And I'm like, you know what? Hell yeah, I can.
2: Or you also <laughs> have to count in the people who like didn't get on the old town road train right when it left the station and got on it later and now they're still doing it. Like I know somebody who didn't find it until later and then got obsessed with it and now they just make all of their co-workers listen to it all of the time. So
3: people who've hated that song and now they listen to it a lot. Yeah. I'm just happy, yeah, man.
2: I know. I know that too. Like people will hear it, and then they'll want to deny it, and then it just just keeps just keeps egging on them, like the beautiful disease that it is. And eventually, you're just like, oh, whatever, fine, okay, it's a bop. <laughs> to me, it
3: feels like it's like a a gay black kid. It's like for me, it feels like he. I picture him going into his house and sitting there on a fucking uh one of those old ass like you know lazy boys. And looking up and just looking at all the heads he's collected on the wall. Taylor Swift, <laughs> Ed Sheeran, Camilla, and that other guy. Uh, what's his name?
1: Sean Mendez. Shawn, Mendes. Shawn, Shawn Mendes.
3: Mendes. All the heads he's just collected. And he just picks up a bottle of fucking brandy. Pours him a little drink. Smokes him a cigar.
0: And laughs. And Can I, I
2: love a The music it. version. Winner. Lil Nas. And I love not it.
0: Not. So... This this conversation has to end at some point, unfortunately, but before we do take off, I want to ask y'all, where do you think he goes next? What do you think is next in the next uh, maybe, maybe year or so? What do you think he does in the next year or more if you want to expand?
3: Uh, I think he does. We get one more Old Town Road remix uh, probably after that. I think it'll either happen... Before or after the song beats the record, you're going to get another Old Town Road remix. I think he shoots music videos for the rest of the day. No features. He's not going to do those. And I think he just, like, chills out and just, you know, stays active on Twitter and then comes back with the new music around. Well, not new music, but new snippets around December-ish. And then starts over at the start of the year and drops again. Because at the start Newtown of the year... Road. Yeah, the start of the year's been like a really good time for him to <laughs> do. That. So yeah, that's what I think's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I, I, would say I think he'll, he'll, no, you except go.
2: for that I can see him doing features every now and then because of like how much he was like all about the Billy Ray thing and like then they had he had that Cardi feature. I don't know. I feel like I mean, he might do a few. I
3: mean on other people's songs. Like I think Columbia is not gonna let him jump on other people's songs.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, like, that so, I like, didn't really
3: know. It's not his song. He's not letting people jump on it. He's not gonna pull a Drake and like see a song has a little bit of buzz and jump on it. Like, no, they're just gonna say you keep shooting music videos and sit your ass down, dude. And like fucking write. Okay. And then after a second album, then you can do features galore if you want. But for now, we're gonna chill out and we're gonna play this one really, really close to our fucking chest
0: because we don't want to fuck this up. I think Lil Nas X wins a Grammy. No,
3: yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh,
0: be- I agree with all of that, Amir. Yeah, I don't think. I think you may as well be in the room with Columbia, like doing this, because I feel like you have the better grasp on it than I do, at least. Because
3: I don't it, want to. I've watched the story get fucked up so many times. Like, yeah, Iggy. Iggy's the example. She should have sat her ass down. Iggy, you, they should have should took Iggy's Twitter, but that's just a side note. But yeah like i've seen them fuck it up with iggy like this is one this is an easy slam duck if you just play it correctly and just keep this whole keep them out there but just no features unless it's on your songs
0: we just start doing snippets in december
3: and call it and we'll be smooth
0: all right so we confirm lomazak's 2020 grammy winner um oh my god I heard it here first and what do you think thomas
1: well, I think that you're pretty much right. I think he's going to release like one or two Old Town Road remixes. I think once he hits that record, if assuming he does, he's gonna. That's when it's going to die down. And I think you're right. It's going to be a little bit, a few months before we start to see some more stuff. I think that if he his next work is going to be more, uh, more rappy than 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 seven. Um, I think he's going to have some of that more pop stuff on there to to get him some some spots, some, some chart spots again. But I think that he'll probably try to return to uh, some of that rap stuff a little bit more in the future.
0: In terms of sound, I predict he gets more into the Panini, like, space futuristic vibe. I feel like what he's doing right now with this music video that he's shooting with Panini, like, to go and, like, I I feel like it's just a natural fit for him. Like he flowed really well on that song. I'm I'm just throwing out because I like I also like what Columbia is doing with like,
3: or what he's doing is like making his music videos be watchable, like mean something. Yeah. Like a lot of times when artists do music videos, they don't mean shit about what they they don't go with the song at all. Like uh, Twenty One Savage, the uh, what's that first song he did on the album? All uh, no, a lot, a lot. That music video, if you're listening to what he's saying,
2: that's his it, most streamed song, too, huh? On Spotify, that's his most streamed song,
3: yeah. But it, the music video has nothing to do, like with 21 Savage is saying,
0: uh, have you listened to it? Yes, I've watched and listened, and I don't a lot. I don't a, know, I don't know. Argument. All um, right,
1: well, like you said, Grant, we gotta wrap this up sometime. I have like a closing one closing question. I know off. that's what the other yeah. one was trying to be, but so I think that part of the reason that he hasn't been beat yet uh, recently, I guess, is because there hasn't been a lot of great stuff that can topple old town road, that bad guy remix that they, I think was the attempt at beating him was terrible. There hasn't really been anybody else dropping. Taylor Swift is the biggest one. I don't really think Senorita is that good. And I don't think any of Ed Sheeran stuff has been that good. Who do you think is gonna be the one to finally take that spot from him?
3: Chance. Chance via Jesus. Like he can't be God, dude. Like <laughs> he can't be God.
0: If you don't think these gospel raps are gonna come through with uh, I don't has his Chance ever had a hot one hundred premiere though, or anything? Uh
3: what was that song with uh Lil Wayne and uh uh Blessings? No, b- not blessings, or- problems. Oh, I don't.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I don't know. Problems was his one that went like for the last album, and there was another
0: one, but like I think
2: he doesn't care because it's gonna work out. I don't him. think you
0: can you underestimate the power he of always Taylor.
2: Always works out when he to think, Jesus, Direct quote. I don't cancer. think
3: Taylor. I don't think Taylor does it. Watch out. No, honestly. Watch out for Usually, I would say T Swift. pissed. It.
0: She's pissed at Scooter
3: Braun right now. She's about to and, let it rip. That's why I don't. I don't think she gets it. Because even that Scooter Braun thing, people cared for like a day, and then His everyone name. was like, and then everyone was like, uh, "You're not the first person that have their, their publishing stolen." Every Mira, it's artist. the new Taylor. Who cares? Every rap artist gets she their hung up stolen. on the old Taylor. She's Taylor making Cole it come had. back, whether everyone, you like it or not. Everyone gets their publishing stolen. You're not the first one. Don't come. You're
2: out not with,
3: Yeah, don't come out with this white woman. I'm sad look at me he stole my publishing get the white man no you're not the first one all right
1: i think that's a a topic for the b-side yeah Yeah. you want to say what the new format is i don't know if you ever said
0: oh maybe i didn't actually i Um, love
2: that just came back and he already taken fucking charge of this shit he's like i got the closing statement also guys we have to end also guys maybe on the b-side but shush up now
0: yeah, so A-Sides, <laughs> I'm taking more of an approach where we're talking about albums less than our personal classics. I personally feel like I ran out of albums that really meant a lot that I could talk about for hours and hours. So um, I think that was kind of the common sentiment and we're going to be bringing it more in terms of like an album based uh, episode, A-Sides at least, where we're just talking about an album. So that's why we talked about the 7 EP because obviously it's not like on a on a shelf for me like it's not my top one album but it was no really they're not
2: gonna be one. personal classics they can be or they can yeah. be something happening in pop music but we're just gonna focus more on like the album we want to talk about doesn't have to have any like personal sentiment and um yeah Lil Nas X is huge right now so that's who we talked about this time?
0: Yeah, right. And B sides are going to be going back a little bit to like music news, talking about what's in the in the news lately. I think a good topic for our B side coming up, maybe the ASAP Rocky situation. We'll get to it. Uh, I don't. Amir just sort of Chance the Rapper Twitter screenshot. Thank you, Father Hallelujah. And I'll, I'll you know ha- what? I'll say that I'll to yeah. wrap it up. Thank you, Father Hallelujah, for this episode. Thank you for hallelujah. being here.
3: You're too short to box with
0: God. We'll catch you on on the next episode. See ya.